306 DGS. Stairway to Kevin. All right. I want to talk about the Biden's dog. Yes. <laughs> and this is not about the dog, because to me, Commander is blameless in all of this. But I saw a story yesterday that, remember, we, when we was it a week ago we talked about it? Mm-hmm. And they said there had been like 11 bites um, of, of Secret Service. Turns out it's way worse than that. It's like way more than that. I, they didn't really give a number, but that it includes like staffers and even senior level staffers and a lot of people have had it. So the reason I wanted to bring this up because it's it's half annoying and it's and it's really wholly just something that people need to understand better. Train your dogs. Don't just think they're going to be good or bad the way that they are. They're not good or bad based on how they're born or anything. They can't have bad experiences. I have a dog who was raised in, it was born in, in kind of raised in a puppy mill. We had to rescue him. We've went, had to work on his behavior for a very long time. And it's not that hard because he's tiny and 13 pounds. He's not going to hurt anybody. But when you are taking on a large dog and they have behavioral issues, it's your job to take care of it. And if you don't know how, you find someone else who can. You're the president of the United States of America. You can hire a professional trainer to train your damn dog to not bite people. It is doable. It happens all the time. There are people who rescue, quote unquote, dangerous dogs all the time, and they help them get better. You saw Caesar Milan said, call me. I, yes. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, like it's why a dog is, whisperer. Just call him. This, this, this is, to me, this is a sign that you're an idiot. Yikes. In, in his position especially, you're just letting it happen. And it's doing, and what people don't get, this is why it bothers me so much, because I've been involved in dog rescue for a long time. I mean, going on going on 30 years, I've been involved in dog rescue. I rescued, I rescued my first dog when my daughter was three. So she's 26 now, so it's 23 years. Since we've been involved and we've, we've, res- we've rescued, we've fostered, we've helped raise money for rescues, you know, volunteered, things along those lines. And what bothers me the most is people get the wrong idea when they hear these stories and they think of these big dogs that bite. Well, can't fix that one. No, you can. It just takes work. Um, and in their case, like a lot of people, I, some people don't have the money for a private trainer, Right. I mean, there are lo- most of my life, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So I might have had to find someone who could take the dog that could help it. But when you're the president of the United States and you have every resource in the world and you've got someone like Caesar Milan who's like, I will fix your dog. It's easily done. This is a young enough dog to do it. And I know that this is one dog and it's famous, but I think people can make, we, we can use this as a moment to like teach. Like each person, you are responsible for how your pet is. They have their tendencies, they have their personalities, but they can be trained. They can be trained away from bad habits. They can be trained, especially when they're young, to not develop the bad habits. But it takes work and it takes time. And if you're not willing to do that, it's your responsibility when they bite someone. Well, let's also not forget Commander is the good dog. I know. Major was the one who was biting people and had to be moved out real, of the White House. Real pattern here. Yeah, and that's that's really the bigger point here. This it, this is going to sound crazy, but yeah, you know what? I do actually form judgments about people. Not total judgments. I don't think you're terrible immediately 
if this is your pattern. But if you've got this, if you're in, in Joe Biden's case, you got these two dogs, and both of your dogs are bitey and they're biting people, that's you. That's you. Yeah. That's, and- the, that's it. It's your fault. And you have the ability and resources to do it. And you know what? That does make me not trust your judgment to a degree. I got mad at CNN last night. They're covering this story. I saw it twice. And both times they go. And remember, Commander is like a part of the family. I'm like, oh, thanks for telling me how dogs work. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that before. Well, when a part of your family <laughs> keeps biting people, you usually do something about that. I mean, it's not My as mom if bites he did a lot. it. <laughs> and you got to do something about it. No, that's why as... she wears a muzzle. It's not as if he's done it one or two times. It's been over 11 times. Oh. Come on, like that's if just that's so. The number, you know that just bad. shows you don't care about other people getting hurt. So I was just yes. at I was just at the White House with Phoebe, and it was my first time to be at the White House. And it's just you're just struck. You are you're struck with awe, and you have to go through so many gates and so many security checks and all this. And there's a, so there's the you know Secret Service blah blah blah. And I heard that it was so bad that they were changing their uh, the way they do business. Like people were coming in different entrances to avoid the dog. And I'm look, I'm 100 percent team commander. But also, I don't want the business of the United States of America to be impacted one iota yeah. by a dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do what you need to do. Yeah. And I just I, there's no excuse for it. There's none. And it's not fair to the dog either. Like if the dog is doing that. There may be a reason. Maybe he's got too much pent-up energy, is not getting enough exercise. Maybe he just thinks he's playing. Maybe he's protective. And when dogs guard things, that's bad. And you need to cut that behavior off at the pass. And you don't cut it off by ignoring it. And you don't cut it off by confronting them and, you know, wrestling with them to take it away. There are proven techniques for doing these things. And it doesn't take much time. And if you don't have time, which I understand the leader of the free world might not, Pay someone to do it. I mean, that that is such a terrible reflection of him when yeah. it comes to responsibilities. As you guys said, the lack of respect for the people that work at the White House, well, but also just not just ignoring me, your pet. Let me pile on. <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't have said this if you hadn't said what you said. And I'm saying this out of ignorance. I've never been around the Bidens with their dog. But I can't be the only one who feels like this smacks of a little bit like this is an accessory, you know, like it would really it's look great if we had a dog. Yeah. But I don't know how much time anyone's really spending with the dog. I've seen the videos where he's sitting on Jill's lap and all that, but I don't know. I don't think the president has that much time to spend like hanging out with the dog. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you they do have time in the residence, right? I mean, they're not in the office all the time. I mean, if you spend, you know. Eight hours of sleep or whatever you sleep, and he then another the few hours. Deal with it. I'm just, I maybe, <laughs> but this is my point. I don't care if he does or he doesn't. You're a, you're an irresponsible person, especially when you have a large dog that you do not train. Yeah, I'm no dog expert, but I don't think I would have a shepherd that wasn't trained. Yeah, I mean, or a Rottweiler or any large dog that can do damage. Nothing is easy. I mean, right? Raising a kid's not easy, right? But you still have the responsibility to do the things that are necessary to make sure that your kid is able to read by the time they have to go to school, that eventually they're potty trained. By the, like the, and th- those things are, to me, way harder than training a dog. They take way more time, and obviously human being is a little bit different thing too, but like, it's if you're going to have a pet, 
then you have to be willing to do what it takes to make sure that that pet is not only having a good life with you, but is also not going to hurt someone else that comes into it, it comes into the mix. Whether it's the White House, bu- would probably be a weird place to be a dog. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure, there's a lot going on. There's strangers coming in and out, which is all the more argument for they should have had this dog at a very young age with a professional trainer, especially when your owner thinks you're a senator. That makes it tough. <laughs> he's like, wow, he's a commander. He's coming. You think he salutes the dog? You know who has never caused any trouble? Willow the cat. Yeah. Willow's just chilling. Who's was she? What's that? Who's was she? Who's Willow the cat? That's Jill Biden's cat. Oh. oh. Remember, Jill met her at a campaign stop at a farm, and everyone was like, that's a fake story. <laughs> and then Willow moved into the White House last fake year. But Willow has never oh. caused any sort of that we mischief. know of. That we know of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe she's egging she Commander could be a, on. She could be a Chinese plant or something. So who yeah. knows? <laughs> Willow's behind all this. Uh, let me take an opportunity before we go to break to ask you to be a part of our Halloween show this year. What we've decided to do, rather than going to another haunted house, we had great fun with that. 20 years. Maybe we'll revisit that again. We're definitely doing a Bigfoot hunt in the spring. But this year, we want to do a week, uh, Halloween week. And last year, we opened up the phones for your scary stories, and you guys really delivered. So if you go to Facebook. Go to Facebook or send us an email at DGSHalloween at gmail.com. Could you write that down for me? Yeah, and uh, just, you know, give us a couple sentences, paragraph, whatever you feel comfortable with. Tell us your scary story. And we'll probably pick the top 10 or so. And I will interview you over Zoom or even come in or whatever we work out. And uh, there you go. So I'm really looking forward to that. When we did that last year, I thought that was a really good hour. That was really solid. Everybody got to keep moving. 321 DGS. Can I? Okay. It's very difficult to kind of sort of get into the border, but I just have one point to make, and we can talk about it if you guys want to. Uh, But obviously the border has been an issue now for a very long time, and it's really, really getting bad. And it's one of those not-in-my-backyard things that people can have their opinions on immigration, legal and and illegal, uh, but once you start having migrants uh, taking up hotels for the Army-Navy game— uh, people can't get hotels because they're all being used. The federal government's paying for migrants to stay there. And uh, a friend of mine was actually at O'Hare Airport this week, and it became a story that it was just wall-to-wall uh, migrants, and everything was kind of shut down. And then people start, you know, being like, well, wait a second, I don't want this. I mean, I don't want it where I can actually see this stuff happen. And here's my point. It's a big story today that Joe Biden's going to start building the wall. I am so friggin' sick of this wall. I'm no expert at immigration or wall building, but it doesn't seem to be working. Donald Trump said, I finished the wall. Well, if you did, it didn't work, did it, dude? (laughs) And then Chris Christie will say, like, no, he only built 54 miles of it. Okay. And I'm not being facetious here. Unless you're willing to build something like the Great Wall of China, what are we doing? We're just wasting money. We have millions of people who are managing to get across in spite of walls and agents and these floaty things covered in razor wire. Not to mention just the pure geographic difficulties of the area. Yes. So, again, I'm not an expert. I don't have the answer. But I think that we're going to have to be grownups 
We're going to have to negotiate this between the parties, come up with a comprehensive solution, and then we're going to have to give real disincentive to cross the border illegally. And I'm never going to say, like, let's put snipers up there, but I don't think you have to go nearly that far. Like you talked about, Wheels, the people who are hiring people. Now, look. I think that the companies want to hire people who are here illegally. I know they do. And if we just made it easier for them to do it in a way that the people aren't illegal, you see what I'm saying? There is a need to be served there. So if you could just shut it off, I don't think that solves the problem because they are needed. But I think that this ridiculousness of walls and moats and pythons, like, these people are desperate. They're going to find a way to come in. Your wall's not going to stop them. And we have to we have to grow up and we have to find some sort of solution that we can live with. Because this is ridiculous and embarrassing and dangerous. Yeah. The, the level of discourse on it has always bothered me. Like I've, I've argued in the past against the idea of a wall, not because of the principle of it, but because I don't think, like you said, I don't think it works. I mean, you saw the movie Sicario, Dave. We both agree it's a great movie. How did they cross the border? Tunnels. Underground. You don't think that that's based on some kind of reality? There are underground tunnels. So what's going to stop you from going underground if there's a wall there? I mean, you can say, well, we'll plant it really deep. Well, then they'll just dig deeper. Because a lot of the people that are building those are the drug cartels, and they have the money, and they have, they have the desire, they have the motivation to do it. Plus, the the biggest percentage of our border is on water. How are you shutting that off? I mean, how did all of the refugees from Cuba over these decades get to South Florida? If a, They got there on boats. If a wall or the wall would really work, I'd say build it. I I would too. Because then we can at least, okay, there's only one way in. We can control this. But I'm just, I've never been convinced that it was going to work. And now I'm quite convinced that it doesn't. Because Donald Trump, who ran and won based on we're going to build a wall and Mexico is going to pay for it, who still to this day says, I completed it. Well, then it was a failure. We all have to admit that. Yeah. And... I think that's the point that Dave is. There isn't a thing that fix it. Could the wall could help in tandem with other things? In tandem with, look, you got to crack down on industries that hire illegal workers, hotels, um, farming, construction. But if you do that, what happens? You have two things that are possible. One you're seeing in Florida right now, which is a shortage of people that are available to do the work that's necessary. Because then what you're going to have to do is pay people more. So if you've got to pay them more, what are those companies going to do? They're going to charge us more. There's a reason this dynamic exists, and it's because we don't want to pay more. The companies don't want to pay more because they're going to take it out of our butts one way or the other. If their costs go up, that's going to get passed along to us. And you have to solve all of those things to fix the problem. And probably more, right? I mean, you've got to solve it on the other side of the border, too. Maybe you got to work more with some of these places to make it more attractive to let people stay where they live. Everyone knows I don't like Trump. It was better under Trump. His rules were better. Whatever he was doing, the stay in Mexico or what have you, uh, it it was working better. So let's at least acknowledge that. Might we argue that we're obviously doing a lot to help Ukraine, and I have no issue with that. 
but could we not do similar things at a lower scale, at a lower level, with places where the problem is violence, where the problem is gang violence, where the problem is obviously poverty? How much would it cost to do more to help those other countries and those other places to help people want to? Because these people, they don't want to leave their homes. They See, don't want to leave where they live. I don't live. like that either, though. There's no good solution. They're right. But I also, it feels like a fool's errand that we're going to democratize or solve the problems of entire countries. I, I, I just, oh, I don't think I we should think the solve horses it. out of the barn. My, que- my question would be, how, can you help the people that are in charge there help them solve it? They have to do it themselves. If they don't, it's never going to work. And my gut is no. I hate to Maybe be not. Yeah. that uh, much of a pessimist, but that just seems too big. You know, that we're going to make uh, Central America desirable again. I, I think that that's just kind of done. I, I, I'm maybe I'm, I'm more into the let's not go to war, but like the, kind of the Sicario thing. Like, let's just kill these guys, <laughs> the guys that are causing all the problems. Let's just take them out. That sounds better to me. Yeah. I mean, I would agree, too. But what happens in that? Someone else just take over. <laughs> Emily Blunt tells on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> 336 DG as Dave Murray joins us. Hello, Dave. Hello there. Well, here it is. Here it is. It's here. The, the rain basically has stopped. We actually have some sunshine right now, but the clouds will kind of fill in behind this. But clearing skies this evening and clear skies late tonight. The winds will pick up after midnight, but fall is here. Boy, it was nice to see some rain. Yes. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a two-edged sword this time of year. We needed some rain, even though we had that like t- almost two inches of rain in a thunderstorm about a week and a half ago. Farmers like it dry this time of year so they can really complete the harvest. But, you know, it's, it, it's either here or there. That's yeah. about it. So weekend looks perfect. The weekend is perfect. Tomorrow's going to be an interesting day. It's going to be a fall day, partly to mostly sunny skies. We're going to see a gathering of those fair weather cumulus clouds in the afternoon. Just a classic fall sky. The, the downside tomorrow is that it's going to be windy from the northwest. We could see some wind gusts pushing 30, even 35 miles per hour. But it's a cool day, 68, clear skies. Evening temperatures tomorrow for the Friday night football games will quickly drop into the upper 50s. 42 for the overnight low. Saturday is a cool day. It's the coolest day of the weekend, 62, but lots of sunshine, not as windy. Back down to 42 on Saturday night. Sunday after kind of a chilly start, a spectacular afternoon. Sunny skies, light winds, and 68 degrees. It's what most of us have been waiting for. Very cool. Mm -hmm. My electric bills are ridiculous during the summer because of air conditioning. Everyone's were, I'm sure. But I make up for it because I can live with the thermostat set at about 57, 58 Mm. during the winter. (laughs) And just be so completely happy. Hmm. Like a lot of people turn it down at night. It doesn't matter. Like I raise the windows, build a fire. Hoffman Brothers used to give me so much crap. They're like, dude. (laughs) You're opening your windows, you're building a fire, and you're turning your air conditioner on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't see the problem. Hey, it's about finding balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was super comfortable. I will say. recipe. I can never bring myself to do it because it is a little on the wasteful side, but a rare treat is driving in the summer with the windows down and the air conditioning going. Oh, oh yeah. That is good stuff. When did you become Mr. Frugal? <laughs> I, I, I'm bad with gas. I can't. I can't bear gas prices. They're they're too much. They're too high. I I get gas like four times a week. I hate it. I'm so sick of it. So 
so I can't I can't bring myself to. That's the one area that I am like extremely okay. frugal. Fair enough. Headlines, Rach. Headlines is brought to you by Schnucks. Get personalized savings delivered to you in an instant with the Schnucks Rewards app. All right, so there's been some speculation. Are they going to make Donald Trump the Speaker of the House? Well, Trump appears to rule out serving as speaker. Uh, He said, if I can help them during the process, I would do it. But we have some great people in the Republican Party that could do a great job as speaker. So it doesn't seem like he's super interested in taking over that role. Well, I mean, I think it would I think he has lots of reasons to want to be president. Some good, some selfish. But you can't I don't think you can become speaker and run for president. Not practically. Yeah. And then also you're you know, facing all of these, yeah. all of this litigation, he just wouldn't have time. Yeah. Period. All right. So AT&T has partnered with Gallon Duet University. I hope I said that right. To create a new inclusive football helmet. This helmet was developed to assist deaf or hard of hearing football players who use American sign language. It allows a coach to write up a play on a tablet. And then the image from the tablet is then displayed on a screen inside of the player's helmet. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is cool. Mm-hmm. France's tallest mountain is shrinking, Mount Blanc. Am I saying that right, Kevin? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. The tallest mountain in Why France. Why just Kevin? Well, because he's he's basically it's French. Mont Blanc. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm here when I've he starts there. doing the French thing. I was I there. I can't imagine him in France. Like, oh, speaking it's funny. France, yeah, well, I can't French either. It's funny. <laughs> How do you say "let's go" in French? Allons-y. Yeah, allons-y. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <laughs> according to researchers, the mountain has shrunk over two meters or seven feet the shrinkage could be due to lower precipitation during the summer months i think it's because it's cold up there sound we all know how that is <laughs> <laughs> we've all been mont blanc I don't see. <laughs> <laughs> the department of transportation is investigating after passengers were stuck on a plane for seven hours in unbearable heat with no food or water available did you guys hear about yeah. this Ugh. this happened on united airlines uh, in a TikTok that has since gone viral, a critical care nurse, uh, one of the passengers, said a girl had a panic attack and passed out. We had elderly people. We had babies, pregnant women, and you didn't even have water for us. You didn't even pass around awful. water. Awful, the flight awful. ended up being canceled at 1 a.m. United hasn't responded to questions about what happened. Shocking. <sighs> Maybe if there was a functioning Congress, they could ask some questions. Help is on the way for your overheated iPhone 15. I think I talked about this earlier this week or last week. Uh, the new iPhone 15 Pro models are running too hot for some people and they're having a hard time holding them in their hands. Well, it turns out it's a software glitch and Apple is hmm. fixing that so you don't have to worry. You just have to update your phone. Can I say something about Ukraine? Sure. I, I know this show's all over the place. I am, I am not an expert and I am generally in support of supporting Ukraine. But I had the thought today, as I wanted to share, because I share my thoughts for a living, uh, I know that we believe that we are fighting Russia, that we're bleeding Russia, and that the money we spend supporting Ukraine to fight Russia is money well spent. That is my current opinion. I'm supportive of that. But what if Russia is doing the same thing to us? Like, we are running out of munitions. We're running out of the shooty stuff that we may need one of these days. Mm -hmm. What if Russia, who I think has way more money than we think they have, uh, is taking a beating, but Putin doesn't care about his soldiers. They're like, you know, they're just meat to him. He'll throw them out there. What if they're kind of doing the same thing to us? 
Or what if China is like, hey, we don't care about Russia, but we love the fact that the U.S. is spending billions and sending all their weapons and munitions like someone has to have thought of that, right? Well, aren't we mostly sending our old stuff that we're trying to get rid of? I don't know that we're trying to get rid of anything. I thought the whole point was it's cheaper for us to give our old stuff to Ukraine than it is for us to dispose of it. I don't know. I've been reading articles that we're running low. Hmm. Yes. So and it takes a long time to, to build that stockpile up. Yeah. I, I maybe this is my fault, but I believe the people that are the top brass in the military have considered all of these things and they're passing advice along based on that. I'd be, I can't imagine that people that are as good at rise to the level of being on the joint chiefs and being in these decision-making processes wouldn't be telling the government, telling the president, telling Zelensky, we can't do it because this endangers us. I'd be floored if that was happening. Wouldn't you be happy, though, if you were China? I would. Like, just playing chess. If I'm China and I'm seeing the trouble that the Ukrainian issue is causing politically and the billions that we're spending and the munitions that we're sending over there, I would love it. I'm not saying it's not the right thing to do, but two things can be true at once. I think they do. I think they probably do love it. Yeah, um, but they also love doing business with us. They love yeah, selling us their stuff. Don't you think they're just waiting for the right moment to go into Taiwan? I, I think that's kind of the bigger point with the Ukraine thing is if we're just going to be like, eh, not our problem, well, then China's going to be like, well, Taiwan's not your problem either. Mm-hmm. And you set that precedent that if a big, powerful country wants to move into a sovereign nation, mm-hmm. and if your position is, well, not our, not our deal, well, then they're just going to do it because nobody else has the ability to help put up the fight. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a tough, I mean, it's a tough situation. It's very tough. No, it's not an easy issue. Yeah. You guys want one more story? Sure. Mm-hmm. The 2030 FIFA World Cup will be held on three continents. Did you guys see this? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So they're going to have six different countries host the tournament. Uh, which of course, this is being condemned by environmental groups because of the amount of travel that uh-huh. people are going to have to do and the amount of jet fuel I stuff. I guess that'll be burning, but it'll be held on three separate continents. The 2026 Men's Soccer World Cup will be the first to be held in three countries, the U.S., Canada, and Mexico, but 2030 is taking it a step further. Uh, Eric on line one knows something about this. Uh, Eric, welcome to the show. Go ahead. Hey, Dave. Uh, just wanted to clarify a little bit, um, since we're talking about the, the ammunition being sent to Ukraine. Uh-huh. By law, the United States military has to keep a certain amount of ammunition stockpiled. Um, so everything that we're sending to Ukraine is surplus or is being made for them, or it may be um, orders that we are going to send to a different country uh, canceled, so we're sending to Ukraine. So. Um, don't worry. Don't worry about us running out of ammunition. We'll be fine. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate that. Yeah, I know. I was nervous during the Obama years when they did what's it called? What was that? The word for it when we cut way back? Oh, mm. help me out. There was oh, a word. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, uh, Obama. One thing I did not like about his administration was he cut way back in the military. Yeah. And look, I I would if I could go back and uninvent guns, I would. If 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 we could live live in some sort of a Star Trek Valhalla world where we didn't need a military, great, sign me up. Yeah. I, I want to live in that world. I would. Yeah. But it can't be Pollyannish. No. I would point out too. Like when when I just looked this up to what I wanted to find out according to. Um, a research group that we've sent about seventy-five billion to Ukraine. Sounds about right. Since the start of the war, well, our annual budget is five trillion. No, I'm sorry, six plus trillion. 
this is not a huge percentage of what we spend in a given year. It's a lot of money, and it could do a lot of good here. That's not the argument. It's just that it's not an amount of money that would bring us down a peg as a country. We're too big. Gotcha. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. 352 DGS. You want a couple of Dave's not attractive stories? <laughs> sure. So I uh, went into the bathroom earlier today. There are two bathrooms. There's the one, the multiple uh, uh, commodes, and there's the one holer uh, by our office, the executive bathroom. And I went in there earlier, and I'm like, I don't know who was in here before me, but it straight up smells like dirty feet. And okay. I, 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 I failed to tell you Sorry, that. Dave. I, I usually come back and 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 yeah, we let, we try to give each other a report. my poison to you. <laughs> and uh, then I went into another room and I'm like, I'm being son of a bitch. This one smells like dirty feet as well. Mm. And then I realized, oh. My feet stink. <laughs> That's okay. what it is. That's what it is. I have smelly feet, and wherever I go, smells like dirty feet. And I apologize if anyone else is smelling it. But it's one of those. Like, it just took me off my high horse so fast when I was like, "I bet I know who it is. I think I know exactly." <laughs> oh wait, it's me. These animals. And then uh, here's another one. So uh, I have a zit on my nose. And there's no place on your nose that's good to have a zit, but this one's like in the corner where you like you can't quite get to it to do surgery. And uh, this this makes me look unattractive in several ways. Last night I discovered it while sitting on the couch, but I was too lazy to get up and go look in the mirror, so I just took a picture of it with my phone. Yeah, oh yeah, I and do that. That's that photo was deleted post haste because I. <laughs> It's the worst angle. You're not ready. It's looking up, up like you're standing at the the the, the floor of Mount Rushmore, and it's probably the worst photo ever taken of anyone, not just me. And yeah, that happened. Does I, do you have a zit on your nose wheels? I don't know. Do I? Well, because I have one. Andrew has I've one. Got a, I've got the Rudolph thing going on. And every <laughs> I time do too. I try to, every time I try to do something to it, it gets worse. A lot of times I can't see them because you know freckles. Why does the whole um, show have? So I, yeah, no, I don't think I have one now. All right. I usually get you know where I get them a lot. I get them like right on the ch- under the cheekbone. I think it's from my sunscreen. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Like, I get them during summer all the time, like, right th- in that same spot all the time, and I think it's because I use so what much a, sunscreen. What is strange, like, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like anything that has evolved has to have a purpose. What the hell purpose does that have? Just to keep teenagers humble or something? <laughs> like, why would acne serve any purpose whatsoever? I'm sure it's something about keeping your skin from drying out. Not the acne itself, but the oils that do that are what lead to. Hey, speaking of the little science, one, you know, the one whole bathroom. Have you noticed that someone has been taking a roll of toilet paper and putting it in the center of the floor? What? This has happened three times. Like the past three times I've used the bathroom, I've walked in and there's a roll of toilet paper in the center of the floor. What should be for that? So are you the one doing it? Dave's doing it. I'm one of the people who might have done it. <laughs> Why would you put it on the because floor? Because that disgusting. stupid mechanism that has the toilet paper in it is unusable. That's when... how you would set it on top of the handrail. But it's but when it's on the floor, it's right there. But it's on the floor. <laughs> but I'm making that choice. You don't have to use the floor toilet paper. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Did I just become even more unattractive? Is it the whole? Is it the whole roll? It's the entire unwrapped roll sitting oh, in the middle God. of the floor. And sometimes people Don't tell miss the Amy toilet. and Raji this ever. Oh, they will lose they their minds. Out. That'll gross them out. Well, you're going to touch that when your feet are there they're and people babies. are peeing in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are babies. You know what you're using it <laughs> oh, for? Oh, totally. Totally. Huh? 
Yeah, that's a good point. Right? Stick it on your that's hands. That's why you should keep it I'm as clean as possible. not blowing my nose with it. That's a good point. <laughs> so I can put it in the dirtiest place of all? <laughs> you don't want to get bacteria or anything. Oh, I, I got bigger problems than bacteria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You kidding me? Well, the bacteria is all I have to worry it's gonna, about. It's uh, going to be me and the cockroaches when this whole thing's over, and um, I will be their king. I love that I was like, oh, Dave and I are about to bond over this freak, and then it turns out it was him. That's right. It's so, so convenient. It was such a good plot twist. <laughs> like M. Night Shyamalan the wrote it. The call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. There are plenty of roles. We can all put them wherever we want them. Oh, this makes me mad. My company, by the way, who buys our toilet paper, buys two-ply. Is it really that more expensive? Is that really going to bankrupt the company? Oh, maybe. To to buy us three or four ply? Well, we're saving the So I don't have to make a hornet's nest on my well, hand that, every that's time? That's the thing is you're using the same amount either way. Yes. Right? Like, if it's not thick enough, you're just going to use more. Mm. Right? So I put it on the floor. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. As soon as you started, I had to decide, do you lie? <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't lie. It was way better.